Hey everybody, this is Dr. G with the Ripple Effect Life. And today we're going to talk about love. Love is an inside job. The reason why I want to talk about that is, as I've mentioned previously, I'm reading a lot more books than I had up to now. I'm doing the program 75 Hard, and one of the requirements is reading actual physical paper books and um, spending time in them every single day. And I'm loving that. I'm definitely um, learning a lot more, delving a lot more into just a variety of different books. Um, Of course, originally I had a stack of books that I had purchased that I thought were going to be great and just never took the time to read them. So I am reading them now. And again, really enjoying that. So where this love part is coming from, uh, several different things, but I, I read the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, and then his second book, or it's the second book in a series anyway, it's called The Mastery of Love. So I wanted to touch on simply what I've learned on these topics. And I thought it was worthwhile to actually record this because I feel everyone can benefit from this understanding because I believe this is a uh, often misunderstood topic. So the first thing that I had mentioned is love is an inside job, and that's really the underlying foundation of understanding this. And if you haven't read the book, The Four Agreements, I would highly recommend it. Because it goes into great detail about personal responsibility, who's responsible for making you feel loved, for making you feel beautiful, for making you to feel successful. Whose responsibility is that? One of the agreements is don't take things personally. Another one is don't make assumptions. And I think those two, at least for me, are some of the biggest challenges in life. Going through everyday life, whether it's having a conversation with someone and reading into something that they're saying when they never had any intention of giving the conversation the meaning that I gave it, or reading a comment on social media and again, assuming they really meant this or that. And that can get very, very dangerous because most of the time when we assume or take things personally, usually it's on the negative side. It's pretty rare that we see a comment and truly deep down inside go down the rabbit hole of something super positive for yourself. Or when you take something personally that it's because it's something super positive Usually, we create the drama around the negative. Why did they say that? Did they mean this? I think they meant that. If I were them and I said that, it would have been because of X, Y, and Z. And we get ourselves so worked up. Many times, we get ourselves so worked up over absolutely nothing. Because when we really look at how much time we take that consumes us with taking things personally and making assumptions. And if we ever actually follow up 
all of that with a real conversation with the person who we may feel offended us or hurt us or degraded us because of, well, really because of our assumptions and really because of how we took what they said personally in a way that it wasn't intended, many times we realize that they just said what they said on the surface level and there was no deep meaning. There was no passive aggressive underlying anything. And one of the things that Don Ruiz talks about with don't take things personally is even if they did mean something negative, even if they were being passive aggressive and sarcastic and all the things that you can think about, don't take it personally. Refuse to accept it. Refuse to accept it. There's one quote I love by Eleanor Roosevelt, which states that if someone tries to give you the gift of their opinion or give you the gift of something that's negative to you, just choose not to accept it. Just choose not to accept it. Her, her, her quote is, I can't, what is it? Oh, someone else can't make me feel inferior without my permission. We have to accept that gift in quotes of what they're saying, we have to essentially say, I agree with you in order to take that in to our lives. So one of the ways that my wife and I, Sue and I have shared with our kids over the years as they've grown up to learn to not take things personally because, you know, they'll come home from school and they'll be upset and it's, oh, well, so-and-so said something. And of course, with social media, it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole as well. And one of the ways I used to explain that to our daughters, and they both have dark hair, is I said, what if someone came up to you and said, you have purple hair? And clearly you don't. You just don't even accept that because that's just silly and it's wrong. So there's no difference in whatever else they're going to say, whether it's you're stupid, you're ugly, you're this, you're that, whatever it is that they're going to say. And then accepting that versus rejecting that, to me, is as simple as saying, well, I don't have purple hair, so I don't know what's going on with you, but I don't have purple hair, so I'm not even accepting that comment. Because most of the time, and we do this too to others, when someone says something to us that's negative, it's usually their issue not ours. It's not really the, what they're saying to us because that's not even true. A lot of times they don't feel good about themselves. So they want everyone around them to not feel good about themselves. So they're going to make these comments that if you accept them, you don't feel good about yourself either. And that's really their motive, whether they're even aware of it or not. They may not even be conscious of what they're doing. But on a subconscious level, they're like, okay, everyone else is unhappy too, just like me. So now I feel better. And the sad thing about that is that's the example of, let's say you're trying to build the biggest building 
Well, there's two ways of doing that. You can either build the biggest building or you can knock down everyone's building that's bigger than yours. And then by default, giving you the biggest building. And that's what happens when people say things to us that are degrading and that cut us down and that take our love away. But again, if we don't accept what they're saying, it literally falls on deaf ears. And they can continue dealing with whatever it is they're needing to deal with. But their stuff doesn't need to get all over me or get all over you. So when I think about that, I think about, man, when have I done that to others? How can I really think about what I'm saying before I say it? Which is actually the first agreement, which is be impeccable with your word. Really mean what you're saying and don't have the words come out of your mouth that are hurtful to anybody. So getting back to love, love 100% is an inside job, meaning you have to love yourself first. Somewhere along the line, we were taught improperly that loving yourself, feeling good about yourself, taking care of yourself is a selfish act when it's absolutely not. And I'll give you several examples of that. The simple, most obvious one that most people have heard before, but maybe didn't equate it to taking care of yourself, is when you fly an airplane. And what do they say every single time? If the cabin will loses pressure, the oxygen masks will come down. Please put the mask on yourself so you can better take care of those around you that need assistance. Because think about it. If we don't take care of ourselves and put the mask on first, we will only be able to help a certain number of people before we're passed out because we have no oxygen supply. Well, that's the same thing in life. In order for me to be the best husband or the best father or the best healer that I can, I need to make sure that I'm also taken care of. Now, the things that I do to take care of myself are things that are simply my own responsibility that when I do those things, I get my needs met. They make me feel good. They prove to myself that I can keep my word. They prove to myself that I appreciate me and that raises my self-worth. So automatically, that makes me a better husband, father, and healer. And the neat thing is, is I've decided to do those things at times when it also doesn't take away from the family. And that's looked different over the years from when we had babies to where we have mostly adults now. So that looks different as far as when I do it, how I do it, but I still get those tasks done and I do it at a time that just makes sense for the situation that I'm in. So it's not my wife's job to make me feel that I'm loved. It's not my kid's job to make me feel that I'm loved. Because here's the bottom line. Obviously they do and it's nice that they do love me, care about me, as do many others. But if I don't love myself, everything they're doing 
is meaningless. It would be just like if somebody shares with another person, let's say a female, that, man, you are so pretty. And they don't only say it, but they, they do things that make them know that that person thinks they're pretty. Maybe it's a photographer, or maybe it's someone who is, is, is um, you know, wanting to help them with their clothing to continue to enhance their beauty. And again, not just pretty on the outside, but pretty all around. I believe at this point, most people understand the importance of that. And that that's the real person. So a hundred people can tell the same person how pretty she is. And if she doesn't believe it, because somewhere deep down, maybe someone said something when she was a kid that made her feel not pretty. Unfortunately, that's not going to change anything for her. She'll have a false smile on the outside and still feel the same exact way on the inside. So even though it's good for us to say those things about other people, especially when it's truly coming from love and from truth, it's our own personal job and responsibility to love ourselves, to see the beauty in ourselves, to see the goodness in ourselves. And here's a cool thing, is it actually comes from one of the most important lines in the Bible, which is, love your neighbor, and I'm sure you, you just finished it, love your neighbor as yourself. So think about that. If we're supposed to love our neighbor as ourself, and we actually treated our neighbor the way we treat ourselves, a lot of our neighbors wouldn't like us too much because we'd be treating them the way we treat ourselves with all the negative self-talk, all the um, tearing down, all of the, you know, you're not good enoughs, never giving them, never giving yourself the benefit of the doubt, a second chance. One of the interesting thoughts is if we make a mistake, we pay for it. That's called, there's consequences to all of our choices, whether we realize we're making a mistake or not. However, when we love ourselves, just like with other people, someone makes a mistake, there's retribution for that mistake once. But how many times for ourselves do we pay the penalty thousands of times for one single mistake? So we need to think about that. But if we're going to love our neighbor as ourselves, doesn't it make sense that the more we love ourselves, truly love ourselves, that then makes it so much easier to love our neighbor, to love our spouse, to love our kids, and to love total strangers. Because when we come from an abundance of love, when our love bucket is overflowing, it just spills on everyone else that we see. And I know we've all experienced, and maybe even with ourselves, that when we're not happy with ourselves or someone else is not happy with themselves or they have a lot of anger filling their bucket and they're going through the grocery store or driving on the road or at work, their anger spills on everyone else. And you just feel it. It's just like, it's yucky. It's, it's the energy is horrible. And it's like, oh my gosh, 
I didn't even say anything to that person and they jumped down my throat or they're making these negative comments and it, it, it's, it's whatever's inside of you is going to come out of you. So giving yourself the benefit of the doubt, recognizing that all the things that we've done that were wrong, because we've all done things wrong, we've paid for those mistakes. Let's clean the slate and reframe things from these agreements. And number one, be impeccable with your word, with yourself, as well as others. And then don't take things personally. Don't assume anything. And the last agreement is do your best. Always do your best. Because when we actually do our best all the time, we can't judge ourselves. You know, what do we tell one of our children? If they really did their best and really studied and really put the work in, and still ended up with a B or a C on a test, and they did their best, well, there's nothing we really could ask for more than that. Now, they can still learn from what they did wrong. Maybe they made a silly mistake here and there that they didn't recognize, or maybe they can talk to the teacher and there's a different way that they can study. But for that scenario, they did their best. And that should be praised. And if you're always doing your best, then that should be praised and not judged. And if you're not, and it's one of your agreements with yourself, well, then we need to look at that. And we need to learn how to raise the bar. Sometimes people don't do their best, so they give themselves an excuse to talk negatively to themselves. Or they give themselves an excuse of, well, I told you so. You never stick to a, a food plan. You never stick to an exercise plan. You never, you always set these goals and you never achieve them. So we self-sabotage. So we can continue to feed the story of how horrible of a person you are and unsuccessful and undeserving and unworthy. Let's reframe our agreements. Let's reframe these agreements as a filter of everything that you're going to do. And the most important one is the first one because of something we do every day. And that is being impeccable with your word. Change how you talk to yourself. Change the self-talk. When you look in the mirror, when you think about things, when you're about to do a task. If you change that and truly change that, and don't take things personally that other people say and don't assume whatever it is you're assuming and then do your best, that's going to change everything with not only how you feel about yourself, but with the things that you accomplish, which then makes you feel good about yourself. And then these are things that we can teach not only by example, but by words if it's needed to other people in our lives, especially our children. But sometimes our spouse needs it or coworkers need it. And it's something that we can share. Hey, look what I learned. Look what I learned that I didn't know before. 
And I was always in this negative pattern without even understanding why. That can all change. But it starts with actually loving yourself. So the last thing, and I've heard this many, many times. um, First person I heard this from was my dad, where he would say love is a verb. And he he did that mostly framing it around marriage, where if I love my wife, I'm going to be doing certain things to show my love. And that's 100% correct. And love is a verb when it comes to you. Love is always a verb. Love is always a verb. So how do you need to show yourself love? And that's why I mentioned about the program I'm doing right now with 75 Hard. I'm proving to myself that I care enough about myself that I'm sticking to a difficult program. And I went into it for that reason. I went into it for a mental discipline shift, not a physical shift, even though there are physical benefits. So what can you do to prove to yourself that you love yourself? Keeping your word is one of the easiest and one of the most powerful when it comes to yourself and when it comes to others. And even if in the past you didn't always keep your word for one reason or another, that's over with. You can change that. You can decide to do different. And you can decide to start keeping your word to your spouse, to your kids, to your colleagues, to your friends. And you'll be amazed. It won't take long. They're going to see you in a whole different light. Because they know that they can count on you. They're going to respect you because you are showing them that you're a person of your word. And how important that is. So I want you to think about those four agreements. Number one, be impeccable with your word. Number two, don't take things personally. Number three, don't make assumptions. Number four, always do your best. And remember that love is an inside job. We have to love ourselves full to overflowing so that love can spill onto everybody else and that is absolutely critical so as always be kind to yourself love yourself and together we can change the world god bless